It's Window Nation's semi-annual sale, and it's a big deal. Right now, get 50% off all windows along with no interest for five years plus bonus savings when you schedule a consult today. If your windows leak, get foggy or hot, or you're paying high utility bills, that's a big deal. With Window Nation's semi-annual sale, you can replace your windows and save a big deal, too. Schedule a no-obligation in-home estimate now. Call 866-90-NATION or visit windownation.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Welcome into episode three of the Counterpoint Podcast, brought to you by BGN Radio and BGNRadio.com. I'm your host, as always, Jack Fritz. And last week, we talked about why Jimmy Kemsky is going to be a dumpster fire in 2017. And this week, we were lucky enough to have Jimmy on the podcast to talk about the reasons why he might be a dumpster fire this season and, and a bunch of other really important topics that we had to get into before Eagles training camp starts. And by the time you listen to this, Eagles training camp will have started, baby. The Eagles are back. We're back. The Eagles are back. Um, the rookies have already reported. We've made it through the dead zone like John has been saying over and over. We've made it, people. We made it. And soon as me, Eagles football. August 10th, that first preseason game. And man... If they, if they come out and the first bomb to Alshon Jeffrey, I, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to wet myself. And speaking of which, we start off tonight with something I found just out of luck. And I was looking on the, in the Eagle store, as I always do around this time, when I'm just getting excited for football and I just want to buy everything, like I'm sure all of you do. This time is also known as when I, when I talk myself into the Eagles, to where it's like, you know what, they're winning 11 games. and you, <laughs> It's just like irrational, but it's the best time of the year. It's July. Um, and so, so I'm stumbling across things. I'm trying to find some, some cool things to wear around WIP, let them know I'm an Eagles fan, uh, and, and all that kind of stuff. And I, and I go to the home and supplies section or home and office supplies section. And on the front page is this beautiful creation. And it is a, <laughs> let me read this to you. A Philadelphia Eagles 65 by 80 recliner wet water absorbent furniture protector. A water absorbent furniture protector. What does that translate to you? It means you can piss shit and throw up on that thing. The Eagles are selling that on their front page. That is that water absorbent. That is beer absorbent. Pee absorbent. Throw up absorbent. You probably can't poop in it, but I bet you could try. I thought that was ridiculous. And it, it was just—it was just so funny to me that they're selling that because I love that they're selling it as a as as water absorbent. Yeah, yeah. It protects from soil stains and spills. Yeah, protects from soiling yourself, stains and spills. Water absorbent furniture protector on the Eagles front page. It's honestly—it's the ultimate man cave gift. It's like, hey, 
you can piss in this if you get a little a little a little excited. You know, a first deep pass to, from Carson Wentz to Alshon Jeffrey. Guess what? You're pissing yourself. Guess what? You better have that. They know. The Eagles know. They know their fan base. Can't you just imagine Bobby and Delco and his boys are coming over? They're, they're walking like, yo, Bobby, what's up, bro? I'm looking. I'm coming over here to test your new pisser. Because <laughs> that's the, that's the toilet in Delco now, I guess. Was that close to a Delco accent? I thought it was pretty good. The, the water absorbent cap protector. That is awesome. I thought it was awesome. And the Eagles just know their fan base. It's, it's another brilliant move by this organization. Howie does it again. It's basically another first round pick. A water absorbent furniture protector. But that's how we're going to open the show tonight. And now we go to Jimmy Kapsky. Alright, we are here with, again, who some call the bad boy of the Eagles beat, Jimmy Kemsky, who is also rumored through sources that I know to have possibly a tough season ahead, Jimmy. Uh, how you feeling? You son of a bitch. <laughs> First of all, that's how I'm feeling. Uh, but, yeah, I, uh, I did listen to your little podcast uh, last week with the seven reasons that uh, Jimmy Kemsky could be a dumpster fire. And, uh, yeah, let's talk. Let's talk about it, Jack. I just want to know, like, have you talked to Philly.com yet about about the photo that they use behind Joe Douglas? Is it really just a troll job by them? <laughs> well, so I can uh, I can expand on that. I think there aren't many photos of Joe Douglas. They just don't exist. So, like, the database that that my company uses, there's none. It's we use AP Photos. There's none of them there, and you just kind of have to get your own photo of him. So that happened. That picture happened at the Senior Bowl. That's not even by a photographer. That was literally Les Bowen taking a picture of Joe Douglas with his iPhone. So that that's the only picture that Philly.com has of Joe Douglas. That's it. It's the only one they have. So anytime they run a Joe Douglas story, they use that same fucking picture <laughs> over and over again. And it's me looking as horrible as I can possibly look. First of all, not even just the the expression on my face where I think you mentioned something to this effect, but I mentioned on Twitter all the time that it looks like I shit directly into my pants and I'm sad about it. Like that's the look of, uh, that I have on my face. And then it, on top of that, like my hair color isn't whatever that is in that picture. Like that picture, it looks like super gray and not even gray, but like gross. <laughs> and like, I, uh, I just look at it and I'm like, that's not like the the sun must have been hitting it a certain way. It was in Alabama uh, in January when that picture was taken at the Senior Bowl. I don't know if the sun was just hitting it in a perfect way or like I was using some kind of product that made it look gray or grayer than normal. I am graying a little bit, but not like that. And I just there isn't a there isn't a picture that I think I look worse in than that picture. And they run it. All the time. It's not even on Philly.com. So it's in the paper, too. Like, they've run it in the, in the Acquirer. They've run it at, on, at the Philadelphia Daily News. That picture is everywhere, and it's the absolute worst. Like, I've even, vol- I've like, sent them a Twitter uh, message directly to them saying, like, look, I will personally get you more Joe Douglas photos. Like, I'll call him, and I'll arrange, the t- <laughs> I'll arrange a photo shoot with him. 
just so that you don't ever use that picture again. It looked like your stomach had just turned. Like you were down in Alabama, you probably had some <laughs> weird food, and it looked like it just hit you. And Les, I, honestly, I would have put it past Les to be like, listen, I'm going to ruin Kemsky for the next, I'm going to put Kemsky down for the next 10 years with Joe Douglas here and just, just end him. He, he could have been ending you, Jimmy. There's another great one that he took. Uh, I don't remember when it was. I think it was around the draft where he was standing like up where the podium was, and he took a picture of all the people in the media, and it was you know it was just something to the effect of whoever was whoever the interview subject was was late. I think it was I think it was Doug, and they were like ten minutes late or whatever. So he just took a picture of the media saying, "Here we are, waiting for Doug," and you can look at that picture that he took that time. And you can find like eight or nine compelling things going on in that picture. The best of which is uh, Ed Kratz, who um, uh, he's he's you know uh, sort of a lesser known beat writer, but actually is, but but is pretty good and a little and very underrated in my opinion. Um, he's look he he like he's like looking up at the ceiling, <laughs> and he's almost kind of stretched out in his little folding chair there. And uh, the expression on his face is, is absolutely tremendous. But you can look at that picture that Les took and find like eight or nine different things that are awesome. I'm going to have to find that picture and then break it down on the, on the next episode <laughs> of CounterPoint. Uh, I'll try to find it and I'll send it to you. Please do. So, you know, I, I put out the, the dumpster fire reasons. And the one that a lot of people caught on to that I caught on to because I, I track these things is, is where have the stick figures gone, Jimmy? <laughs> Yeah, um, I do less of them than people think. Yeah, we noticed. Just, just generally speaking, but yeah, I probably have my my stick figure production probably has dropped in uh, in recent months, and there's no reason to it. I just uh, I try not to put them out willy nilly. So <laughs> if I'm gonna do a stick figure, I'll, I'll either have something you know ready to go, like I'll just you know I recycle them a lot too, especially for Twitter. But, uh, yeah, I won't just put, you know, some bullshit stick figure out there unless I think it's legitimately funny. So you've turned into more of a quality, not quantity stick figure man. <laughs> you can say that, yes. Cool. Because, I mean, I, was, I, read, the, I read the Cowboys one, and it was, uh, it was a gift. I think there were, were stick figures aplenty in that one. Yeah, you, there was. You think so? There, no, there was, it, was, it was a very stick figure. It was well done, stick figure-wise. <laughs> and you even threw a gift into there, which I think I gave you extra credit for. Um, okay. A, a gift stick figure w- was very impressive. Thank you. Yeah. With, <laughs> uh, with the ass farting out uh, Cowboys logos. Yeah. Well, I mean, how yeah, else okay. are you supposed to do it? Uh, are you are you glad that someone finally opened up the, your eyes to the reasons why you could be a dumpster fire this season? Yeah, I mean, there's always there's always room to be better, and if somebody can point them out to you in a um, very mean spirited way, then that's uh, that's very motivating. A local beat writer watchdog is now here. <laughs> exactly. Uh, so we talked about this also on the reasons you're a dumpster fire, Ben Albright. Has just been basically. I mean, he's he's like Muhammad Ali, and and you're the guy in the corner. And I just want I want to ask I'm like, you. I'm like Barry O, like you know, like the the, the jobbers in WWF. Right. Exactly. Or like uh, Coco Beware, where I'm just a punching bag for Albright, basically. Exactly. Do you, do you agree with my sentiment that he's he's a young Schefter? Oh my God, yes. <laughs> like he. First of all, I wouldn't even call him young Schefter. I would call Schefter. Uh, want to be Albright. Oh, that's a good one. That's what I would say. 
Yeah, and I mean, he was spot on with Kenny Britt this offseason. <laughs> Absolutely nailed that one. The guy's and track record. Yeah, well, and fa- and hold on. In, in fairness to Ben, things change. So he may report something and then it doesn't turn out to be whatever he said was going to happen. But when he said it, that shit was going down. But something changed along the way, and that doesn't make him wrong for saying something that turned out to be wrong. It just means that it was wrong at the time that it happened. But when he said it, that shit was right. And that's what everyone has to that's what everyone has to realize. So now you're you're bailing out you're bailing out Albright. Well Are you getting soft yeah, I mean, on Albright? He owns me. <laughs> you're just bowing out of the fight. I mean he owns me. What right. am I gonna do? Right. That's that's not that's not a bad approach, honestly. Um so just some some general NFL things here. O. J. Simpson got got released from parole or put on parole. I don't really get the whole legal system. I just I just like to talk about sports. Um so I'm just wondering, when do you think the Cowboys will show interest in OJ? <laughs> it's imminent. How old is he? Seventy. He's seventy? Okay. Yeah. I mean they've had first of all, Zeke watching him and uh, you know, whatever he's gonna do now. And it's not like he's done anything crazy yet. Although I guess the uh pattern of alleged uh domestic abuse, that's that's serious. But the other stuff, like where he's driving 100 miles an hour, you know, pulling a girl's top down, or <laughs> he's, uh, he's uh, what was the other one recently? Didn't he punch a DJ? Oh, right, yeah. That was the main DJ one. DJ punching is, I guess that's semi-serious, too. I mean, I can think of a lot of DJ-ish people that I wouldn't mind punching. Well, so. maybe maybe they'll give OJ a front office role. <laughs> oh, there we go. <laughs> yeah, I can see that. Or maybe spokesman because he did do those like Hertz commercials back in the day. You know, he was be- very, he was very visible in the in the commercial world. So, uh, yeah, and they have Jordan Lewis who has a domestic violence thing, of course, and uh, David Irving is just suspended, and Des Bryant has his history, and right on down the line. So, yeah, I can I I, I see that as a good fit. Yeah, supposedly OJ is going to start a blog and and podcasting stuff. That's what I heard, and is he? uh, yeah, that's is that, that's is that true. Yeah. That's that's what I that's what I heard. But and that, that'll do. I won't I won't listen to that. But that'll do extraordinarily well. <laughs> yeah, it probably will. My, well, speaking of suspensions, do you think the NFL will finally suspend OJ? <laughs> if it's anything like the Zeke investigation, then they'll get that underway sometime within the next three decades. Still not suspended. Uh, so let's talk some Eagles real quick. What do you think of of the name Al? Do you think it's a weak name? Do you think it's a name that you know can't be the name of your number one receiver? Because <laughs> because in Chicago, believe it or not, and there's a reason why Alshon's injury history was as long as it was because they called him Al. Jay Cutler called Alshon Jeffrey Al, and Al is a weak name. Do you think Al's a weak name? Uh, for for a, you know at the receiver position, yeah, I do. Thank you. Um, it's blue. It's like a blue collar name. And it's like, uh, like when I think Al, I think Al Bundy. Right. Um, I think so, of Al Morgani. Okay. <laughs> All right. Al Bundy, and Al Bundy's a good one because Al Bundy played running back for Polk High uh, back in the day, in the 70s, late 70s, I believe. Yeah, but you were so, so- I can see, I can see like, you know, like a, like a white, you know, just kind of not that athletic guy being named Al, but for... Like a you know like a number one wide receiver 
no, that doesn't fit. Have you seen anyone on the Eagles call him out? I have not seen that. Um, I will now that I know that this is a sticking point for the 2017 season. I will certainly keep my ear to the ground. Honestly, it's not. It's not the. It's a, it's a sticking point. Like it, you can't be named Allen, be a number one receiver. So really, it's it's more important than people are talking about. <laughs> well, there are, were there any? There's I can think of. There's Al Toon back in the day, and you know what? Al Toon was always fucking injured. <laughs> you, Thank you. you I didn't know who that was, but now you're how just. Old, per- how old are you? Twenty three. Oh, okay. So you don't remember him at all. So I know Nick Toon. Like <laughs> Al Toon. <laughs> Nick Toon. Who's Nick Toon? His son, I think. He played on the Saints. Oh, is it? He went to Tennessee. Al Toon was like this big-time receiver coming out of college, and I think he I think he went early first round, and uh, he played for the Jets, and he was, he always got hurt. Like, he got hurt every year, and his season was just kind of ruined by injuries. So, I mean, I was I was all ready to refute your Al point. Like, you can't be a good receiver and be named Al. And, but you specifically noted that guys who are named Al would get injured. So, or you noted that Alshon had injury history when you know he was being called Al in Chicago, and then first guy that I thought of was Al Toon. So you might be on to something there. Thank you. And if I see, I was all ready to refute that report, that point, and then as I thought it through, I realized that it's pretty dead on. Yeah, I'm a big fact check guy over here, so I wanted to make sure it was good. <laughs> even though, even though you have no idea who Al Toon is. Yeah, but I played it off that I no, I didn't play it off well at all. Actually, <laughs> you're gonna. I'm going to have to Google him and see where he was drafted after we get off the phone. Perfect. If you have a computer in front of you now, do it. Check it out. I, I need to know where you're. Just Altoon Wiki if you're in front of a, in front of your, in front of a computer. Stats. Let's look it up. Now I need to know where he was drafted. I'm going to say, I'm going to guess uh, eighth overall. Pro football reference to, is not a good I think. Thing. I think he went to Washington. He was a, he was a, oh no, first round, 10th pick overall by the Jets. 10th, that was two off. Damn it. All right. Yeah. He went to University of he Madison, or he went to University of Wisconsin, just like his son, Nick Toon. Oh, Wisconsin, okay. Yeah, because that's where Nick Toon went. He played with Russell Wisconsin, Wilson. Wisconsin, Washington, same thing. They're both W. Basically. Um, so Marcus Smith, he's, yeah. he's you know, a, he is a dumpster fire. He's, he's a walking dumpster fire. He's always on fire. <laughs> it's, yeah. always, it's always smoking. I'm just wondering, like, inside the psyche of Marcus Smith, do you think he was offended when the Eagles picked Derek Barnett because he thought it was his breakout year? <laughs> you know what's funny? He was actually asked that. Was he really? <laughs> yeah. So when he came back from uh, his you know, missing voluntary OTAs, and uh, actually just OTAs because he was back from minicamp, um, he was asked. He, I mean, he got grilled for like a good 10 to 12 minutes. Normally whenever a player is being uh, interviewed – uh, by like a, a swarm of media, especially in a case where they're facing some kind of adversity, and in his case, it was clear he was going to get grilled on you know having missed OTAs. Normally, the Eagles kind of have somebody nearby, like a PR person who you know will kind of step in and ask, like they'll let the media ask you know their their uh, uh, some kind of share of their questions. But normally, after like three minutes or so, they'll be like, all right, last one, guys. <laughs> and then, and then you get one more question, and that's it. And then the player gets out of there. The Eagles just did not have that for him. <laughs> and they just left him out to dry. so mean. I don't know if they – what's that? That's so mean. <laughs> I don't know if they did that. I mean, the player could just end the interview too, but it's a lot more difficult for them to end it than somebody saying it for them. Um, but 
I don't know if they did that on purpose or not, but that's what happened. So, like, he didn't have anyone helping him out during his interview session, and he was just getting grilled from, like, every different angle. Um, so, yeah, one of the questions, <laughs> which, you know, you, you posited it as kind of an absurd one because he's, uh, you know, he's basically, I mean, when he returned to minicamp, he was playing with a fourth-team defense. So for for him to be mad about them drafting a defensive end or whatever is ludicrous, obviously. But um, he was he was asked that, and he said his answer was that no, he's not upset. In fact, he's friends with Barnett, who apparently uh, works with the same pass rush move specialist. His name's Chuck Smith. I think Chuck Smith works with like every defensive end in the NFL. Uh, okay, thank God. Florida, I thought, maybe, I thought, it, I thought but... it was only Marcus Smith. So you <laughs> no. eased a lot of my tensions about Derek Barnett. <laughs> yeah, I didn't want to. I didn't want to alarm everyone saying that by saying that Derek Barnett is going to the guy that Marcus Smith has handpicked as his, you know, mano e mano trainer. <laughs> that would not <laughs> but be no, good. This guy works. This guy works with all kinds of different people. Good. So, well, thank uh, you. But yeah, so so apparently he, he was fine with that. I don't know what else he could have possibly answered there. Yeah, and well, he saw he saw all of training camp on his iPad, so I think he's fine. Well, the best answer he ever gave, I think McLean asked him what his goals for the season were, uh, either a year ago or two years ago, and he said something crazy, like he wanted to have X number of tackles, I don't remember how, how many, but he wanted um, like 10 sacks, uh, like four forced fumbles or something like that, and then the one thing that like, that everyone like really laughed at was that he wanted to have four interceptions, <laughs> which are like I think it was last year. So it would have even like it wouldn't even had come from the uh, outside linebacker spot in a, in a three four when Chip was still there. But like when he was going to be a four three defensive end, he was saying that one of his goals was four interceptions. <laughs> like Jesus, come on, dude. So he's really he just. Just just shoot for four tackles. Forget four interceptions. He's really just. He's just really. Like he has no self awareness. None. No, That's a lot un- of guys are like that. Yeah, I guess so. I guess when you think of yourself that way, I don't know. That's crazy to me. Uh, final question here, and it's an important one. I need you to break it down for me, very in depth. Do you think Doug has a good head coaching body? Because when I look at him, I think he's got. I think he's got a really strong calf game. I think he's got great calves. And it, like, okay. and when I see his gut. It's like a solid gut that you can tell that he used to be in shape kind of gut. Yeah, and I sure. think I think that's what you need if you want to be a good coach. I don't think I don't think Andy Reid has a good gut. I think he has an, an, a conference champion gut. I don't think he's a Super Bowl gut. Um, do you do you think Doug has a good coaching body going forward? Uh, clearly, this uh, is something I've given a lot of thought to in the past. Now, I thought so. <laughs> no, uh, yeah, no, I can I can see where you're coming from there. You don't want like you mentioned Andy. I'll give another example. Although he did win a Super Bowl, but that would, and, but he was maybe a little more spelt back in the day. But when Bill Parcells with, was with the Cowboys, and he's kind of, he, I mean, he was just outright gross, like you know, fat. And the best way I could describe him would just be to be like, you know, like yeah. that's just what he looked like. He wasn't winning a Super Bowl looking like that. No, he can't. So he can't win a Super Bowl looking that way. But yeah, I think your points about Doug are are maybe uh, in. Or maybe on. I I hadn't I hadn't studied his calf. Oh, check him out. <laughs> I I break down I break down Eagles hype videos, and when I see him, his calves just really stick out. You know you know where I think he has a good game. Yeah, he's got a good uh, he's got a good forearm game. Oh, like 
You know, he's got like when he wears a watch. You oh, know how, yeah. Like some dudes just kind of have they just they're they they just look good in a watch. I can't pull that off personally. No, I can't. You gotta have you gotta have like big forearms for that, and you can tell it kind of cuts it off a little bit. It looks like it, yeah, I, I see a lot of good him, golfers with the way that being a former quarterback, you know, all those guys kind of have that. So I think he's got a good watch game. I think that's important. I think he's got a good. I think he's got a Super Bowl uh, forearm. Super Bowl. Nice. Yeah, because if you think of fat guys, like like you could win, a, you could win a Super Bowl as a as a coordinator being fat, like Romeo Cornell, uh, sure, Char- sure. Charlie Weiss. But to have the stamina to make it through a whole season, I mean, Andy Reid going as long as he has and not winning as much, as he, like it's because of the weight. And I think he might have to have a weight clause. <laughs> My favorite thing that Andy used to do was when the Eagles would hit a big play. And he'd be so fired up that he started coughing. Oh. <laughs> yeah, it was. I remember that. Oh, man. I, I used to love when, when Shady would just kind of mess around with him and start jumping into him, and he'd almost just <laughs> fall over. Yeah. Yeah, Deshaun did a little of that, too. Yeah, of course. Well, you know, you got to pick on the big guy. Pick on Big yeah, Red a little until, bit. Until, until they just got cut or, or traded for nothing. Right. Well, Chip Chip had a weird body. Chip was a Chip was a skinny fat guy that never was in shape. But like like he had like a wrestler kind of body to me, but like not a very good wrestler. When I see <laughs> when I see Doug, it's like that guy played football before. And he was a quarterback. Yeah. yeah. I said I'm with you. I'm all solid points there. All right, perfect. Thank you. Well, Jimmy, uh, thanks a bunch for joining me. Uh hope you had some fun and uh hope we can have you on the podcast again soon. But hopefully for the right reasons, not because you might be a dumpster fire this season. All right, man. I appreciate that, Jack. <laughs> thank you. just want to thank Jimmy Kemsky from the Philly Voice for joining me and having some fun. Uh, I think he enjoyed it, and I hope you guys all enjoyed it as well. Uh, with training camp being back, you know exactly what that means. Hype videos are back. Thank you very much. Hype videos are, in fact, back. And the Eagles let out they let out little teasers this week of some hype videos. And, and yes, some were some old footage, but we did hear some new things. We had Mike Grow on one. But really, there were, there was two that came out. One was Mike Rowe, and one was Corey Unlin. And, and you know, I've been all over Mike Rowe. He is fantastic, mic'd up. Uh, you know, we can't tell anything about these coaches, really. I mean, they're assistant coaches. I mean, who really gives a shit? But when they're, <laughs> I can tell a lot when they're mic'd up. And, and just let's just let's just listen to Corey Unlin in this week's hype video because I tell you what, it's electric. Let, let's give it a listen. I said, chill. Get back! Oh God, there it is. Malcolm caught a, caught a pick. There it is. Those hands. Fuck! Fuck! That's it right there. See, I like that posture right there. Go! Get him, Jalen. Get him. Yeah. Oh, Jalen Mills. Showing off that weak vertical like of his. That. I like that. Oh, Roddy McLeod looks quicker than Malcolm Jenkins. Is there a battle brewing there? Uh, we're grinding. We're grinding. We're grinding. Good. I like it. I tell you what, uh, Corey Unlin wakes you up quicker than coffee. I mean, Jesus Christ, if, if, that, if that's your ringtone, you're bolting out of bed, you're going into work, you're fired up to be there because a back from Corey Unlin, you better get the hell back because it's just so intimidating. I really like what I saw out of Corey Unlin there. Um, really, Rodney McLeod, looking fast, looking spry. But that's going to do it for episode three of the Counterpoint Podcast. Thanks again to Jimmy Kemsky for for joining me and having some fun. Guys, we made it through the dead zone. Eagles football is back. In like two weeks, we're going to have actual Eagles football on August 10th. 
Car- I mean, we, we're only going to see Carson Wentz and Alshon Jeffrey and them for for a series. Doesn't matter. They're back. We made it. And I'll talk to you next week. What, your second record, and it's the song you wrote.